Hi, my name is Esther, and today we'll be talking about a little creature called the Menageshi, or better known as the Dover Demon. Keep listening to find out what the hell happened. Hi, welcome to What the Hell Happened. I am here today with the hunky Mr. Lockwood. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got it. Do I? Describe to a T. Yes, hunky. <laughs> At least some of us think so. That's me. <laughs> you know what? That may be the only one you haven't like like complained about a little bit. And now I'm here with the supermodel-esque Esther. <laughs> it's such a lie. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't go along with it. No. You don't like compliments. <laughs> Apparently You're not. You're a sick, twisted person. <laughs> was a little much i like realism oh <laughs> yeah. i'll take a com compliment when i can get it since it's like spanning from one desert to another stumbling on the oasis from time to time okay well it's a little bit more like your short brunette wife <laughs> picturesque <laughs> you know what thank you though it's nice of you to say so see there you go you finally came around well i'm not saying it's true i'm just saying thank you for thinking of me in such a such a nice light i'm not the only pain in the ass sounding skeptical around here yeah i'm pretty skeptical <laughs> just not about you know like cryptids and oh i've been things. slowly poisoning you i know yeah, I've been slowly softening you up. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, you've, you've got a little soft. I'm just positioning myself to gain your trust. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Once you think I'm on your side, uh, then you'll start accepting the truth. Well, now that you said that, I will never trust It'll you. It'll work anyway. Oh, okay. It probably <laughs> will. <laughs> well, would you like to hear a story? What the hell is happening? Is that a yes? That's what I asked. What is happening? Oh, oh, oh. You were asking. What is going on down here? (laughs) (laughs) Just what would you say you do around here? A. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot the A. Today we will be talking about a little creature called the Menageshi, or better known as the Dover Demon. What Dover? Uh, England? Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. The wakashabi? No. The sashimi? No. <laughs> Hold on, I'm oh. trying to get you a picture. Gosh, you just demand so much of my attention when we do this. I like wasabi. It's <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Managashi. Oh, the Managashi. Or the Dover Demon. See, even the people that named it had to name it something else because no one could remember well, what it was. <laughs> no, there's a reason that it's two different names. Oh. And, uh, we'll we'll oh. talk about that. You've in got a it all bit. explained. I do. I usually do, but you usually ask the questions before I can explain. I mean, it, this is so. from a monster movie, right? Uh, no, it's just like a drawing or something. I mean, it looks like a person's hand with things glued onto the end and a weird foam hat. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's just an example of I what would be this- a good monster movie. Yeah. Movie monster. It's just an example of what it's supposed to look like. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We haven't done a cryptid in a while, and we have someone that we know that actually had an encounter last year with some kind of creature. 
After hearing the description and doing some research, we pinpointed it as most closely resembling the Dover Demon. We're going to try to have that friend record a segment to add on to this episode of her actual account of running Mm -hmm. into this thing. So I'm going to do my best to get her over to record this before we put it out. If it doesn't happen, I will air it as kind of like a separate little bonus episode. Here's a few facts about Dover. The small town of Dover, Massachusetts, located 15 miles from Boston, Dover is a small sleepy community where for the most part everyone knows each other. It was settled in 1640 and was known as Springfield Parish. The current population is 2,518 residents. It hasn't really grown much. It covers just 4.2 square miles. The median age of Dover is 3,000 years old. (laughs) no (laughs) they just live forever (laughs) median age is 44 (laughs) yeah that's still pretty high yeah it is yeah an old bunch of old middle-aged people yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of um slow driving swerving maybe cotton-headed people a four a four mile town balls four mile four square mile town yeah. is not very big well it's two square mile it's two miles by two miles yeah yeah so that's not that big well, that's what I just said yeah I am agreeing with you oh 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 is that what that was yeah oh you know you have a funny way of agreeing with me you do it in such a way that I don't even know what happened <laughs> is that right yeah Hmm. I didn't know what you were doing. That's not my strategy, but yeah. now that you mention it, maybe it's something I should do more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. The story of the Dover Demon begins on April 21st, 1977. So we're going back. You know we love the 70s and the 60s. So On this particular evening, a 17-year-old William Bartlett and his two friends, Mike and Andy, were out driving around the area of a street called farm street as the teens drove they passed a retaining wall of sorts and bartlett suddenly realized that standing on top of it was an animal he could not quite place as they rounded the corner and the headlights from the car hit it its eyes glowed the creature appeared to have no tail an odd egg-shaped head that looked to be too big for its body The body was thin with long spindly arms and legs. Bartlett notes that it was clearly not a cat or a dog. After being illuminated with his car lights, the creature began to run on top of the edge of the stone wall with its long slender fingers grasping the sides as it ran. It happened so fast that before Bartlett could register what he was seeing, he had passed it and when he stopped the car to look behind him, The creature, whatever it was, was gone. The boys were a little shaken, but quickly drove out of the area. I think it would be really funny if one of these stories was like, and right when I looked, it was gone. And then I looked down and it was chewing on my leg. (laughs) It was inside the car. (laughs) (laughs) And it was killing me. Or like, or I I looked back and it was tapping on the window. Like, it never comes closer. It only ever runs away. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of lame. <laughs> and I looked back and it picked my friend's nose. <laughs> Reached right in the car, picked his nose and left. 
And I looked back, <laughs> and it pulled out a pack of cigarettes and started smoking. <laughs> it gave me a wet willy, that little bastard. Yeah, how's come none of the stories end like that? <laughs> it's just gone. It's gone. It's always just gone. Wow, it's convenient for it to it, be gone. There's always, oh, I saw it had this and this and that. Oh, but before I could see it, it was gone. Right. Okay. Which right. one was it? I only saw it for a split second, but I have lots of details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's not their fault. It's That's not. how our brains work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like the description of this creature, though. It's like kind of... It's unique. It's weird. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't... Yeah. I, I'm glad I hear stuff that I'm like, oh, it's definitely different than the normal yeah. ones. I try not... I really try hard when we're doing this podcast, when I'm writing. I try really hard. Like, I'm trying so hard to stay away from Bigfoots and Loch Ness Monsters and... You know, just those things that we've heard been beaten so to death. many times, yeah. right? Unless it's an encounter that is just so bizarre that it's nearly unbelievable. It's like you could make a career of like new development just this week. Bigfoot Discovery X has happened about Bigfoot, and then you could spend an hour just talking about that. Yeah, but the only that new, could be a business unless, model. Unless we find a body or a pile of Bigfoot poop, like there's that those are the yeah. only two developments well, that I think we're going to That's yeah. That that's, I would like talk about. That's sort of a tactic that's been done on like, you know, TV and stuff. Every year there's like the Bigfoot episode. It's the exact same as the last year except they add one more. Yeah, it's like thing. Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> It's just Bigfoot week. Like at least yeah. with Shark Week, the sharks are real and they show the same shit every yeah. year. Or if I had somebody yeah. who I knew that had a firsthand encounter, that would be kind of cool to have them on and talk about it. But I just, I cannot bring myself to talk I about wanna Bigfoot I want to talk to someone anymore. that's killed one. Yes. Yes. Though I don't really want to kill them if they exist. But anyway. No. Yeah. So anyway, we like, yeah. we like stories that are a little bit different. Shooter, it didn't happen. Yes. <laughs> It's all him smoking a cigarette on the wall before he ran away. <laughs> all right. Back to our story. <laughs> Two hours later, around midnight, 15-year-old John Baxter was walking down a nearby street called Miller High Road. When in the distance, <laughs> when in the distance he noticed a small figure walking toward him. It was kind of hard for Baxter to see just what the figure was at first. As he grew near the figure, it became clear to him that it was not an animal, nor was it a human. It seemed to be somewhere in between. The creature, noticing Baxter, darted off to the left of the road and down into a gully and then stopped when it reached the top of the other side. Baxter followed it and was able to get a good look at the quick little thing that he was pursuing. So he actually chased it. Yeah, I like that. I do too. I appreciate that. I he's, As long as he's not lying about it. He's either brave or stupid. I'm not sure. That is an animal behavior though. It's, they run. You spook them. They run off like mm-hmm. a couple hundred yards. And they stop. And they stop and they look. Yeah. And see what if you're following them or what you are or right. whatever. Right. So, so I was when I read this, I was like, good on him. He followed it. I don't know. <laughs> like a human, if you do that and they yeah. really don't want you to chase them, they'll they'll do the same thing, but they're not going to stand out in the open and go. They run and hide and then they'll look at you. Right. Animals just kind of freeze yeah. and watch. Yes. So. so he chased it down, got a good look at it. It was perched atop a small rock near a tree. Its feet looked like they curled around the edge of the rock. He described its head as having large dark eyes and appeared to have a small body of a monkey. 
Hmm. Fear quickly overcame him as he realized that he had no idea what he was dealing with. He ran back to the road and ran until he reached Farm Street. Luckily for Baxter, a couple out for an evening drive happened upon him and noticing that he was out of breath and shaken, picked him up and gave him a ride home. How did he get out there at first? I can't remember. He was just going for an innocent midnight walk because... Anybody that's out at midnight is clearly not up to anything. Well, if you live in some place that's like nice, it's nice to go out for a walk at night. At midnight? Yeah. When you're... When you can't sleep and the moon's out. Okay. And you're like a a 16-year-old at midnight. I would have to say that when I was about that age, I went for a lot more walks at night than I do now. Oh. Well, yeah, because you were dumb and now you know it could happen to you. No, it's because I'm tired now. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fat and tired. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I like the fact that he ran after it. I'm glad he chased after it. I'm I'm glad he got close enough to get a look at it, but I'm also glad that he rethought that. It's commendable. And got away. That's real curiosity there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes, like, even when I watch ghost hunting shows and stuff, that makes it better when the person doesn't just scream and run in the opposite direction. Yeah, you're when not they, much of a ghost hunter no, if you run. you got to walk toward it. <laughs> you don't have the bravery to, you know... To find deal out. ...deal with the repercussions to find out the truth. Right. I mean, that's... Yeah. So the very next night, on April 22nd, 15-year-old Abby Brabham witnessed the same creature standing on two legs next to a tree. This sighting was also at midnight. And there wasn't a whole lot more about her encounter. Mm. The teens eventually ended up sharing their stories at school uh-huh. and realized and realized that they had probably all seen the same thing. It took about a week for a noted cryptozoologist named Lauren Coleman to catch wind of the encounters and speak to the teens. I smell a fart. Hold on. <laughs> I'm catching wind. <laughs> I smell something fishy. I'm going to have to go look into it. Catching wind. <laughs> uh, I wonder where that phrase came from. <laughs> to catch wind of it. Oh, that's from deer. Oh, yeah. That's where I know of it from. Because mm. when they it smell you, they stick thing. their nose up in the air and they start. Oh, their nose starts. catch wind. <laughs> and then they run away. <laughs> the face you just Because made. they can smell you. Your deer face is so pretty catch terrifying. Them and catch wind. You can smell them, too, if you're downwind from them. I... You can smell a lot of things they when you're downwind from like it. They smell sort of like horses. Yeah, well. And so do elk. Yeah, so do you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the hay smell. Uh, oh, oh, oh. You smell Which like Which is a lot strange. Like why, did, why would an elk smell like hay? It doesn't eat hay. No. But it does smell mm. like hay, kind of. It smells like barn. It does sort of. Yeah. But they don't live in barns. Huh. It's That's odd. It's weird. After the cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman talked to the teens, her conclusion was that that after interviewing them, that they seemed credible. They didn't seem to have any other ulterior reasons for making the story up. And there were three different ones. They weren't like friends, so they didn't know each other really well. They just knew each other from school, so they really had no reason to no. be together making yeah, up mean, a story. I would think that a, you know. Someone that would go to the trouble to do this that has a reputation that's decent, they're probably definitely going to sort out the junk and just say no. Right. You know? Yeah. 
So if, so if she said they sounded plausible, they probably were. Yeah. And very concerned about what they saw, you know, like obviously you're not in a very big town. I mean, you would almost be afraid to just go for a walk at midnight anymore. <sighs> I guess. You I know? mean, you know, Massachusetts is like where all the firearms in America used to be made. Yeah. So they have guns there. Yeah. Did turn out that um, William Bartlett, he did make a drawing, and it's a pretty famous drawing at this point, of what he saw that night. Um, so here I'm going to show you a picture of William Bartlett himself holding the drawing. Ooh. Here's good old William Bartlett, 17-year-old William, and this is the drawing, and this is his sweet ride yeah. behind him. Good old Suburban. Yeah, big old yellow. Badass. 70s badass Suburban. That's got the side swing mm-hmm. door on the back, too. Oh, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. When I first saw the picture, I was like, screw screw whatever picture he drew. I like that car. A four, family of four can live in it. Yeah. Or you like could, permanently. Or you could take eight people on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cross-country car there. Yeah. We like to call those Yoder Toters. Oh, that's not a Yoder Toter. That's a <laughs> no. van. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. So there he is in all his 70s glory. Nice shaggy hair, striped shirt, little skinny kid. So anyway, this is the one that John Baxter drew mm-hmm. when he chased it. Yeah, it's got these weird long toes that seem to like curl around whatever it's standing on. But if you remember, William Bartlett said that when the thing was running or crawling on top of the retaining wall, its fingers were like long and Mm -hmm. curled over the edge Mm -hmm. as it moved. So this thing is pretty spindly with like a giant head, Mm -hmm. giant head and glowing eyes. And it doesn't seem to be very big. Okay, that's very gray-like. A gray alien? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. But the yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. Like long toe. The silhouette like, of it is. You know, they is. have like the the five-toed sloth and yeah. like the three-toed sloth. This is like the the long-toed gray. It is. All right, so there was a follow-up with Bartlett later in his life. And that actually took place in 2006, and it was an interview with the Boston Globe. William Bartlett currently is 62 years old. Uh, He has never wavered from his account of what he saw that night back in 1977. He says, quote, It was an eerie human-like creature about four feet tall with glowing orange eyes and no nose or mouth and a watermelon-shaped head. Hmm. I have no idea what it was. I definitely know I saw something. The sighting that Bartlett and the other teens reported seeing over the course of the 48 hours gained worldwide attention. Bartlett says, quote, In a lot of ways, it's kind of embarrassing to me. I definitely saw something. It was definitely weird. I didn't make it up. Sometimes I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> In his life after the creature sighting, Bartlett made his career as a painter and an artist. His work is displayed in galleries from coast to coast. Sadly, though, his two-minute sighting of a mysterious creature 45 years ago has overshadowed his career. Well, I think that makes him a little more credible as an artist Mm -hmm. that, you know, he's doing his own thing that's not this. Because he could have easily just, like, hammed the hell out of that. But when you type in William Bartlett, Uh what pops up is Dover Demon. (laughs) So 
unfortunately for artists, that's kind of the life of the artist. Yes. You know? In his interview, he also states, quote, It's a thing that's been following me for years. Not the creature, the story. (laughs) Sometimes I dread every Halloween getting calls about it. Obviously, if he stuck to that story and he could have made lots of money if it's that popular and he refused to do it, he's probably being honest. Yes, yes. So now he should just... Now you in just his make timeline, money off of it. he should make this stake in the ground that says, okay, I'm no longer telling the truth about this story. And then right after that, just goes on an insane embellishment and makes and commercializes it and makes all sorts of money. <laughs> okay. That way, people like us, we can be like, oh, that's what he did. He was, this is the real story. And then he went off and made money on it because he's still like kind of being honest that way. Yeah. If the flow of the river of life is just pushing you that way. How long are you going to swim against it? Well, he has for 45 years. I mean, he's he's an artist. He could probably like turn that into a creative endeavor that Uh, would. If he just made paintings of the creature and sold them. Yeah. Because it tied into like who he is on the Internet. Yeah. I mean, he would probably hate it because that's not who he is as an artist, but he'd make money doing it. I mean. I would buy a Dover Demon painting by someone who saw one. Here's something. I mean, 99.9% of artists spend their whole lives looking for a hook that people are into. You have this thing that clearly enraptures people. So make it your own. Put yourself into it. Right. And put it out there. And there are not that many people. I mean, yes, there's a bunch of sightings online. But when you take that and put it into the grand scheme of every human in the world, like there are not that many people that see things like that, you know? Yeah. So why not? Yeah, just make the money, take that money and put it into your art that you really care about. Take that money yeah. and put it in your pocket. Yeah, fund your art yourself with the money you make from this thing I mean, that's it, I out of control. I didn't read whether or not he was like doing well with his art, but it definitely seemed to be, uh, the Dover Demon sighting definitely seemed to overshadow his well, entire I'm sure it career. Does. And it probably annoys the shit out of him, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? He could be like real annoyed and living in a, really big mansion or something or or doing what you really love and have no worry about like money you know that's what i say yeah piss on it (laughs) go for it don't piss on the dover demon (laughs) maybe that could be one of your stories i was taking a whiz what happens if he gets wet does he like turn (laughs) into something else i had to pee i was out for a walk in the middle of the night and i had to pee real bad (laughs) and uh i didn't want someone to drive down the road and see me peeing because you know i'm a very decent fella and uh, I walked down over the hill, and I started peeing off the side. It started out hitting rocks. It sounded like rots, okay? And then all of a sudden, it makes this weird hollow sound, a pee hitting a hollow sound. I looked down. There's this fucking alien looking at me, and I'm <laughs> pissing on his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you could. You <laughs> Of all the stories you want to come up with, it's just, oh, I I looked down and I was pissing on an alien's face. Why not? (laughs) I love how satisfied of a look you have on your face right now with yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, well, I'm moving on. (laughs) Now my face hurts. I'm on his side. Oh, my face hurts. The man who pissed on an alien's face. I'm sure you are. You would be. <laughs> I'm going to start it for him so okay. he can just take it and run. Anybody? You, anybody want that story? Feel free to take it and run with it. 
Get it, Mr. Baxter. Yeah. You deserve it. His name's Bartlett. Oh, Mr. Bartlett. Well, Who's John Baxter then? Well, John Baxter's the one that chased him into the woods. Oh, well, you have to edit it so I don't sound dumb and I like sound, sound like I really care about this artist guy. No. You get it, Mr. Bartlett. No. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> nice try, though. No, but seriously. No, but really, no. I hope he does well. Oh, okay. But seriously, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> The Dover Demon is a small humanoid. Many have described it as small, gray, and alien-looking. It has a large head on a small stick-like body. It can comfortably move on all fours or bipedal. It has glowing eyes and has never been associated with any sort of UFO sighting, making most investigators lean away from it being an alien as we know them. Why is that? Uh, just because there's never been any kind of like UFO sighting surrounding any of the Dover Demon sightings. Oh, okay. So I do have a couple accounts of people that have seen things very similar to this. I found these on Reddit and I did message these people to see if we could use them. Have we done this before? I feel no. deja vu right now. You do? Yeah. No. Yeah, cool. <laughs> this is a point in time that I saw into the future, too. Oh, my God. Let me guess you're ready for a time-traveling episode. <laughs> no, I think I am time-traveling. Oh, okay, mm. right now. Or I was. Are you doing, I don't know. Are you doing it right I now? I was using the bismuth crystals we set up not too long ago. <laughs> okay. You're going back too far. No. Come back to the present. No, sorry. Yeah, 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 you went back too far. All right, so this user on Reddit wrote of a very similar experience that he had with a creature that seemed very, very like our Manageshi or our Dover Demon here. And he writes, It was early evening, and I had been playing basketball with a childhood friend in my driveway. We were about to go inside, and we were talking next to the front door of my house when I looked past my friend, and I saw a tannish color maybe two foot tall at most, with orange eyes. It was peering at us from around the corner of the house. I still, to this day, 23 years later, remember how long its arms and fingers were. I told my friend to turn around and see if he saw what I was seeing. He agreed. We bolted into my house and told my mother what had just happened. She looked outside and saw nothing. An hour or so goes by, and I'm back on the porch playing, and I see it again, this time in a tree. It's looking at me with its arms wrapped behind itself around the tree with its back pressed against it, almost like it was trying to be camouflaged into the bark. I called for my mother again. She comes out, and I pointed out to her, and she says she sees nothing. I got too scared to be outside, and I decided to stay indoors for the rest of the evening. After years of Googling small brownish cryptid, small humanoid, and other things of that matter, a podcast on the Dover Demon helped me find it. I looked up an image, and it almost looked just like what I'd witnessed. It was the Dover Demon, or most likely a Manageshi. What its intentions were with me or what it was doing, I do not know. But we lived very close to the Mississippi River at the time. That's quite a range for a creature. It is. It's, um, I don't know. I think this account is super creepy. It's almost like it was just watching him and like just blending into the 
the tree line and just watching. Or you know? was terrified. Or, yeah, but wouldn't it have just run away? No. Why? Because it doesn't know that you saw it. Oh, well, I don't know. So it knows if it doesn't move and you didn't see it, you're yeah. not going to see it. But the description is very similar to the ones yeah. in 1977 that were given. I mean, are these things like kind of reptilian? Are they mammalian, um, sort of? Kind of. I mean, the one guy described the body of it as monkey-like. Yeah, so like, it's like shaped re- like a monkey, but yes, like... Yes, but hairless. But hairless. Hairless. Not scaled? No. Or skin? No, just yeah. skin, but with a giant watermelon head. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like if you mixed like a... I don't know why I keep wanting to think it's like green. Yeah. I do. I don't know why. Probably because it's the... The picture of the alien mixed with it. Yeah. Even though that would make me want to think it's gray. Right. Should. Right. There's green aliens too though, right? Um. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be. Or is that just be. from the 50s? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were only green in about the 50s and 60s. <laughs> it just <laughs> makes me think of like a Star Trek episode with like yeah. the gray green yeah. like, like children in just, a suit with like giant. That's, that's like a stereotypical like. Yeah. Green men, right? Like kid way of presenting them to somebody. It's like a little, like if I drew you a little green alien, that would be like my kid drawing of a little alien. But like, what are those? They're not, I don't think they're technically monkeys, but they have, they're like really cute and they have really big giant eyes. Lemurs. Lemurs. And they've got fingers like. Yeah. They got little creepy fingers. So it'd be like if you mixed a lemur with a lizard and cut the tail off. Yes. Because lemurs have tails too, don't they? Yes. Then that's like kind of like what, the, what this would be. Yeah. So, yeah. I I just, um, it's interesting that he mentions it is by a river. Yeah. Um, because in a lot of the other kind of accounts that I've read or things that I've read about this Manageshi or the Dover Demon, they reside near water. Okay. Uh, they like being around water, like streams or rivers. So... Well, I mean, if they, they have long fingers, they probably don't have talons. No. They don't seem to. It doesn't seem like it. They certainly don't seem aggressive. No, they Except don't. Except for that one I peed on. He got mad. <laughs> don't pee on him. <laughs> Piss him off. Golly knows. Literally. What if, what if they're like gremlins and you like get them wet and they change? Maybe well, that's They live what... by the water, you just right. said. But you don't know. What if they get you out of the water? You think they just kind of edge around the water? They never go in, but they like to stay around it? <laughs> no, I'm saying maybe when they come out of the water... They turn into these little things, but when they're in the water, there's something. So they're like different. mermaids. Yeah, maybe. They're landmaids. <laughs> Not very. Pretty. Like they live in the river. <laughs> well, who says a mermaid's pretty? I mean, there's been plenty of things done like that where you're like, I think Disney made the mermaid pretty, but I think classical mermaids were actually hideous. But they had yeah, they... a way of convincing you that you should that. They were pretty. Yeah, with their voices. And then once you realize like, oh, crap, that's what it is. It's like, it's a monster. Once you realize they actually had a fish top and a human bottom. (laughs) I think it was worse than that even. Some accounts. Anyway. Let's, I got one more account here of something that sounds very similar to our friend, the Dover Demon. I mean, so far these accounts, they do sound like it's a very wary and easy to frighten creature. Yeah, I have a little more information on their personality yeah. in a few minutes. Um, but let me let me read this other account here for you. So this one was just called Strange Creature. Um, so this person says that they mostly just wanted some input. 
um, from other users to see if anyone knew what uh, he was talking about and that he's reached out to other people, but nobody really has taken him seriously. So he goes on to say, I was walking home the other night from the grocery store that's about a half a mile from my house. I live in the family slash graduate housing place on my campus. So there's usually a few brats running around in the parking lot or whatever, but not usually at 1045 at night. I cross the street, taking a shortcut under a pine tree, which gives me full view of the parking lot. I'm super fucking paranoid at night. I've been through slash seen shit. I happen to glance up and notice a figure moving at the far end of the parking lot. There's no one else around, and there is only one car, a silver truck, parked in that area. I'd also like to note that this was towards the darker end of the lot. The houses and lights were all along the sidewalk at the end I was walking on. This thing looks like three or four foot tall, so I thought it was a kid at first, and initially paid no mind. But after a moment, I realized there were one no parents in sight, and two, it was pretty late for a kid to be out. Three, this thing was buck-ass naked. If it, if it were a child, it was a cold night below freezing, and four, it wasn't moving like a human. Its legs were bent, and its shoulders were sort of hunched. I mean, that's the other thing. It, it seems to use all feet when it moves. Uh, it seems to, but it can run bipedally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he continues to say, it looked like it was a medium to dark brown color. I couldn't tell if it was covered in hair or just hairy in some places. So this person... So it's mammalian. Well, this person says it has hair. This is like one of the only ones that I had read that said it had hair, but it was similar. Okay. And he said it was in the dark corner of the parking lot, so he could maybe just not have seen whether it had hair or not. But he he didn't know if it was just brown or if it had hair. Unless it would be feathered. That would be the only thing that could (laughs) maybe give you an impression of hair. But hair is pretty distinct. We we usually know when it's hairy or not. Right. Uh, He said it had sort of a snout, but mostly human face. Really grotesque. Like someone who was missing facial muscles and had been burned horribly. <laughs> sort of reminded me of a slightly less disgusting golem from Lord of yeah. the Rings. Which is kind of what I think of when I see this thing. It yeah, is a little bit so. golemy. We seemed equally startled to see each other, and it ran around the other side of the silver truck and disappeared. But I could see the fence beyond the truck, so I know it didn't just run off into the next parking lot. I didn't really feel like taking my chances or harassing slash startling it, so I cut a wide path around the truck and went home. My guess is that it was either under the truck or in the bed of the truck. I was <laughs> He says, I wasn't risking that shit. Oh, I, I don't know if I could have resisted. Oh, I know. I you, you would have looked right in. Although you're super tall. Like looking way out trying to get a... Yeah. Rubbernecking that. <laughs> he then says, I wonder if maybe it was a Menegeshi or something of the sort. Some of the local tribes, my mother is a member, have similar legends, and these creatures are not to be messed with. So I thought it might be feasible. Does anyone have any thoughts? It was pretty chilling. I was really spooked when I got home. 
Another thing to note is I've been extremely tired and having nightmares every night since then. That's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. This, I, I, this yeah. thing was startled, had like nowhere to run, so it just either hid under a truck or hid in the back of the truck. I do have a thought yeah. for the cryptid hunters or people who are interested in this. If you see something and you don't want to chase after it because you're scared, you have pretty much the same amount of safety as if you just stand still yes. and watch yeah. and wait. Uh, I mean, for some animals, especially smarter ones, I'm just going to assume if cryptids exist, they're essentially just like more evolved animals. Just right. treat it that way since I don't have anything to go on. Something like that, say went in or under the truck or into the truck, probably if you just stood still and waited for about it would have thought you were 20 gone, minutes, 30 right? minutes at most, quietly, it probably would have thought you were gone and just kind of like slunk out of the slunk back out. of the You might have seen it very yeah. well. Like maybe it would have like sat on top of the car and be like, whew, that was a close one. Yeah. And then you could have really got a good look at it. And then pulled out a cigarette and <laughs> smoked a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and then for fun, you can shout at it. Hey, yo! And then yeah. scare the shit out of it and it'll run away. <laughs> you got a lot of smoke here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's, I think that's, that's, that's basic hunting advice. Yeah. Even for people that just want to look at things, not necessarily shoot at them. Right. Like if you. But I I have to say coming from the other end, like I agree. Like if you have the nerve to do so, do it. I don't know that. You could pursue. I don't know that if I laid eyes on something like that, that I would be able just to stand there and watch it. I mean, the thing is, is about most animals is the vast majority will just run. And if you chase them, they run faster. Right, And they're probably faster than you are. Well, and at this point, this thing is the size of a small child and doesn't seem to have any kind of magic powers or scary teeth or, Mm, you know. Pretty much everything can bite. Yes, but it doesn't seem to have any real ill intent. So odds are that if you are over five feet and you're running after it, it's just going to run. That's another animal. Yeah, if if you're bigger than the animal, it's not. Unless you corner it. I wouldn't advise cornering it. Right. But yeah, if you really want to see something about anything, the best thing to do is freeze and just not move and sit still for as long as it takes. Because if you see it and you didn't see it run away, it's still there somewhere. Yeah. And you will see it. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that you got to think about too with any kind of cryptid or any kind of animal or creature that you may or may not be chasing around is that they're way more better adapt to their environment than we are. They know how to hide. Yeah, they know how to climb. Like an animal, yeah. Right. So like, I, I, that's why I don't feel like, I, I feel like what's his face that chased it into the woods. That's pretty ballsy. That's a hell no for me. Like I'm staying on the road. That's awesome. It can't hide on the road, but it could be anywhere yeah. in the woods. You I mean, know? the other thing is, is if these things really are around, you have to know that they're around and they haven't killed you or anyone else. Right. So they're probably not as dangerous as you would think. Otherwise, there'd be dead people around all over the place. Well, yeah. Unless you pee on them and piss them off. <laughs> there'd be dead people that have been strangled with a tiny little fingers. Long, <laughs> long, tiny fingers. tiny fingers. Maybe that's why they're long. So they wrap all the way yeah. around. Yeah. Scary. The tiny strangler. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about the menageshi. I know I've been saying that menageshi. word. I've been saying that word for, you know, 30 minutes Is now. that Japanese? 
No. So no. I'm going to tell you about no. it if you care to It listen. sounds very Japanese. It does a little bit. I assume I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's M-A-N-N-E-G-I-S-H-I. Manageshi. Oh, could be Native American. Okay, hold. Another creature that seems remarkably close in appearance to the Dover demon is that of the Manageshi. The Manageshi comes from the Cree Indians and are supposed to be responsible for the drawings on the rocks in that area. These rocks are close to the river where the Manageshi are said to live. They love to crawl out of the rocks and capsize the canoes of people oh, passing down the river. They are mean. The Cree believe them to be great tricksters and are known to play pranks and jokes on humans. They are described as pygmy human-like creatures that resemble little men with long, thin legs and arms. They are said to have 12 fingers, so six on each hand, round, bulbous, hairless heads with large eyes and no nose. The Menageshi's heads are quite large in comparison to their bodies. So they're aquatic. They're not aquatic. They just live by the river. And but if they're tipping people's canoes, they're coming. They're swimming through the water. And yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. It didn't really. I mean, say that was your description. They, well, it didn't say yeah. how they were doing it. Like your description said, they they come out of the rocks and they yeah. tip canoes over. And it's at first I thought, oh yeah, like a pile of rocks. Yeah. But there's rocks at the bottom of rivers. They may literally come out of the rocks from the bottom of the oh. river. They could live underwater. Yeah, but they don't mention them swimming or being in the water. It's they mention they live... them tipping canoes over. Yeah, but what if the canoe just comes close to the shore and they tip them? No, over? I think they do it from underwater. It didn't really say. I When I pictured it, I pictured them living along the shore in the rocks and then canoes come by. Maybe they swim. Maybe they just swim out, tip the canoe, and go back. Maybe they I don't think they live in the rocks Why? under the water. Why? Because there's no mention of that at all. They could. Okay. Fine. I mean, Could it since, be? Since you're making up this whole... Aquatic creature? Since you're making up this whole thing anyway. That's sort of newt-like. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what? They do kind of seem like a little newt. With a big head. Yeah. A big note. So anyway, I kind of like this. This gives us a little more insight into their uh, character. They're supposed to be just ornery. Yeah. Apparently. If they're considered a trickster, then they're, yeah. you know, everyone's been hurt by a practical joke before. Yeah. Like, you know, slightly injured. So right. a trickster isn't like nonviolent, but I would say it's not malicious. Right. Exactly. So, you know, these things just got spotted and, you know, maybe they were just out doing silly stuff. Maybe they've all been chopped up by motorboats. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. There's no more canoes. It's all just motors. When we record our friend's account of what she saw, very, very much resembles all of the things that we have talked about so far. I mean, it is almost a dead-on description, and she had no idea of this creature before we looked it up. Um, and once we started reading the description of the Manageshi, she was just like, that is exactly what I saw. I am going to record hers. Um, I just haven't had time with her yet to do so. So I'm going to try to do it and add it into this episode. But if not, I will make it into its own little thing later. But you and I both heard this story and it is it is strange. It is a weird one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, all the things kind of line up to go with this. It was near water. This is the one that I think is a turkey. Yes. Mr. Lockwood, after hearing uh, our friend's story, seems to think it's a turkey. 
I like how you wrinkle your nose at me. I see turkeys every day around here. They're everywhere. Oh, you see turkeys that look like these weird little alien creatures? Okay, you know what? Hold that thought. We're going to go into theories, and the first theory is that people are just mistaking other animals as these creatures. Good, good looking out. Okay. You pulled that right into theories. So skeptics have suggested that the 1977 Dover Demon sighting was simply a case of mistaken identity. It's always the case that it could be. Specifically, they think that it was a misidentified baby moose. <laughs> That's not what I, Okay. It's, it's right up there with turkey, if you ask me. <laughs> No, turkey's better. No. Yes, it is. No, baby moose is pretty great. (laughs) I like baby moose. Wait, can we look up a naked baby moose? They're big. Wait, yeah. They're not small. They don't look like that? Not at all. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm sure. Are you sure? Yeah. I could could see mistaking a baby moose for a deer or an elk. I'm looking it up. Or a cow, but like probably not a managashi. Yes, this looks nothing like a menagashi <laughs> at all. Here. Yeah, they're big. Well, and they look nothing like a menagashi, and they're not on two legs, and they don't have tentacle fingers. Wait, you see that goofy girl kissing that one? Yeah. That one's like four days old. Yeah, That's how huge. big they are to start. Right. Okay, so you are poo-pooing that it's a baby moose. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I agree. I think that that's just silliness. But you do think the one that our friend saw was a turkey. And explain to me how this creature to you could be a turkey. I think her explanation of what she saw, it was sort of constructing that of the Managashi in my mind at the time. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the Managashi in mind. And I didn't do a lot of fair bit of questioning as to like how it behaved and stuff. You did. It seemed like a turkey to me. I don't like, know. If I, I, I if think... I ignored the what it looked like and just I listened to her describe how it behaved. Yeah. That's exactly how a turkey would behave. Okay. And they're on two legs and they're yeah. pretty big. But she said this this had arms and no nose I know. and a big round head. I know. So how do you explain I, that? Because it's just I can't because remember now. You can just admit that it's dumb to think it's a turkey. It's not dumb to think it's a turkey. Okay. Well, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool account. One of the things, as I recall, she was saying it it came out of nowhere. Well, it came out of a tree line. It came out of a tree. jumped out of a Uh tree. Not a tree. The tree line. Okay. She said it seemed like as she was walking through the field along the tree Mm -hmm. line, she startled it. Mm -hmm. It leapt out. Like it leapt in the air Uh and out landed. It was about two or three foot tall. Uh And she said that it was like running with its legs kind of bent weird. Uh And it um, ran out into the middle of the field like it was confused Uh and then turned around and ran back across her path and back into the woods. She called her mother crying is what she said because she was so scared. She was walking home through this field. If you told me that story that you just told me, but you didn't tell me at all what it looked like, I would tell you that that's a turkey. Okay, but she told you what it looked like. I understand that. So how can you say it's a turkey? Because it behaved just like a turkey. They roost in trees. So if you startle one or spook one in the middle of the night, they fly out of a tree and land, crashing through the woods, and then they run around, and they're tall. I mean, with their heads all the way up, they're tall. 
Especially if you're not a tall person. They would look very tall. I get that, but also she wasn't that far away from it. Yeah. Like she could see it pretty clearly. It wasn't quite dark yet. It was like dusk. And then the, the confusion, like that's a bird-like maneuver. I'm just saying that's my opinion. It seems like a little creature that got startled and ran out in the middle of the field and thought, oh shit, like it's too far. I got to turn around. I don't think this would do that. Maybe it was messing with her. So they were tricky. Mm. I like how you somewhat believe some of these other ones. You think they're great. You're listening to the one about the one crawling in the back of the truck and the guy chasing one through. But as soon as it's someone that we know, you're like, turkey. Well, I don't believe it, but I give it the benefit of the doubt. But I haven't been able to question them. So I can't Hmm. come to a finer conclusion. Okay. Fair enough. That's all. Fair enough. I mean, you've never been around turkeys. So you... I've seen turkeys. But you've never been around them. No. Like close. No. They behave in an odd that it just sounds like a turkey. They taste good. Yeah, wild ones don't. Oh, I haven't had a wild one. I don't think. I mean, they're tough. Oh, okay. They, they work for a living. Okay. So you definitely believe it could be other animals that are being misidentified. I mean, that's always the case. Unless it's a baby moose. <laughs> that one's a stretch. <laughs> okay, because they're hairy. Yeah. All right, so... I don't know how I feel about that one. I feel like, you know... I'm not claiming that all these other sightings are turkeys. I am not claiming that. In any other case, in any other case of any other creature, I always believe that maybe like 50% of the sightings are just some other animal. I feel like that's fair, you know? So I'm going to go with that. (laughs) It's a 50-50 for me. Eyewitness reports are unreliable. My next theory is that it could be an alien. I don't know. I'm not feeling the alien vibe, though. Are you? I mean... You must be if you pose that no. as a theory. <laughs> I mean, it has alien features as far as the big head, little skinny body, little skinny arms. That could just eyes, be a coincidence. Big eyes. Right. But it doesn't seem like uh, an intelligent super species. No, of, this does not seem intelligent. No, this seems like a creature. It seems very animal-like. It seems very animal-like, it, right. Wary. Yes. You know, it's not a, I would say it's not like a hunting or carnivorous type animal. Right. Yeah. It does not seem predatory. Right. So I'm going to say I personally don't think it's an alien. I don't either. Okay. My next theory is what if it's just some kind of unknown animal or some animal that is got something wrong with it or, you know. I mean... That's always possible, too. Well, I mean, if there is a giant eight-foot hairy ape man wandering yeah. around the planet that we haven't found, clearly we could probably not have found this thing yet. Uh, I just, that's my argument against the ape man. Is that There's a lot of people out in the countryside all the time. And some of them are, like, really good at it. Yeah. They see so much stuff. I know people that i hunt with that I, you know at the lunch or whatever do you see anything they're like oh yeah 23 of this and 16 of these and all these little animals and this and this and this how about you and i'm like nothing i didn't see anything but no one ever says bigfoot <laughs> that you've known but they have cameras with them and stuff yes. too i mean they take pictures of shit right like, had they seen something yeah. we would have had a really good blob there squatch be, photo yeah there would be a lot of pictures yeah i think it would be if there were bigfoot it would be a protected species yeah didn't i say we weren't talking about Bigfoot? i know and here we are <laughs> that's all right yes it's true i don't know my theory long story short my theory is that bigfoot is yeah. interdimensional he doesn't actually reside here so i mean that's <laughs> i guess that's sort of a notch in the belt 
of the alien, of yeah. it being an alien, because no one ever sees them. And it's yeah. like, well, where they go? If if it was only going to be around for a day or two, and then disappear, well, that would explain why, why they're not widely not seen all the time. Yeah, right. Um, although in the one account from the guy on Reddit, he did say that it, when he saw it, it seemed like it was trying to blend in with a tree. Yeah. So, but he could still see it. So it wasn't actually super camouflaged. Yeah. It was just like, if I don't move, the human well, won't see me. A lot of times things that you see, yeah. like once you see it, even though it's well camouflaged, you can see it easily. Yes. But if you don't know it's there, you'd never you see never it. you never see it. Yeah. Right. But again, as far as a creature... It has to reproduce. It has to continue surviving. That means there has to be a lot of them right. for that to happen. The likelihood that we would know about it is high. So my next theory, my final theory, is that could it be a creature from another dimension? I'm always a big fan of that theory because, like you said, with aliens, if they seem yeah. to have like a rash of sightings and then no one sees them for a long time... Did they yeah. just come from somewhere Expeditionary else? Expeditionary force. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just came to check it out and went back. I mean, that would be one major explanation that would explain a lot of these creatures that you see and then don't see is that they really aren't like a native species no. and they're visiting. No. And then right. they leave. They're like tourists. Possibly. Yeah. They just came to see the humans. <laughs> Probably if they were like an intelligent alien... The only reason they'd be out traipsing around in the woods is because they'd be like some kind of ecologist or biologist. Right. Right. You Which, know? again, these don't seem alien-like. Yeah. Like that, they seem more like an animal. Yeah. So. I just don't see an alien, especially if it's a biologist walking around naked with no, like, <laughs> No bug, clipboard? No, no net, no clipboard. <laughs> no pants? No pants. <laughs> He's a very free biologist. Yeah. He likes to become part of the nature. I, mean, I guess there could be some of that. You know, there's probably a biologist out there somewhere that likes to do oh, that. Oh, there are plenty. Yeah. I'm sure. You Certain just want to be naked and one oh, with yeah. nature. And it's all fun and games until somebody pees on your face. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet he never lived that one down back at the office. No. no. Oh, Lord. Well, what the hell happened? <laughs> We've solved the ro- the world's problems yet again. Yes, here, here we, we are. are. Here, <laughs> here we are. Life will be good for another week. Yes, yes. We've come to the rescue. <laughs> I love that we how we literally solve nothing every time. <laughs> you know what? But I hope it's good fun for everybody because we have a good time doing it. Yes, and- we should put a disclaimer. Warning is waste of time (laughs) (laughs) maybe we need to rename the podcast to just waste Waste of time time. (laughs) want to waste an hour take a listen to this i mean isn't that about (laughs) everything that's entertaining yeah i mean i guess yeah i think you're just trying to pass time you know what Hmm. we're clandestinely putting educational material in this oh this is educational you think i think (laughs) yeah I mean, I think, I think that some of them are. I think this is interesting. I had no idea what a Manageshi was before I started. I mean, I guess maybe... I knew I'm, about it, but I didn't know the name. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess maybe, like, it's educational for us. Like, we learn a lot of new things well, doing this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really hope that everybody enjoys it. If, if anybody wants to give us a little feedback, that'd be cool. We'd like to hear it. Good no, or bad. Good or bad. Forget it. Good Just or bad. Just keep listening.
Mostly good. Just though. listen. Only if it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to say goodbye? See you next week. Bye. Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.